Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma, blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives and Ollie Dean. I really am rugged with kids. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be in the caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit getting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with mine. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from the double bogey blue. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick, Ollie Dean, Derek Thomas in the other room, Adam Crooks in the other room also, talking racing with Derek, who does not care. (laughs) He doesn't really care. No. Good morning, Ollie. How are you doing? I am doing very well. How are you? I am. uh, I am excellent. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Big week in the world of golf. We are the week before a major championship. U.S. Open is next week. Not as much of a... uh, buzz in the air for this u.s open as we've seen previous years no. uh, but we, there there will be there have been a few other items that have dominated the landscape of the news of golf yeah uh, tiger by the way did announce this week that he is uh what happened <laughs> ollie's right oh. we had the fan classic over uh thursday and friday that's been dominating what everyone's been talking about in golf so did they have two sold out shotguns again? absolutely that's what i thought they did yeah, yeah. shotgun start revolutionary yeah <laughs> let's talk about it they uh that, that's a great golf course great event oh yeah it was lots of fun up there in legacy and linear yeah the beautiful tur- course the turnout is is unbelievable and i love and normally you would you would think from a pace of play standpoint the the few drivable holes and reachable holes they have there you would think all right you know I don't need to see this 17 handicap in front of me. Just keep pumping him into the cove because he can't. He, he thinks he can carry it 290, and he really carries it 170. Uh, but at that event, I don't mind watching it because it, I feel like that person's getting public ridicule from his group. It's funny you mentioned the pace of play, though. We did not wait. We had a very nice pace of play out there on Thursday. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and it was beautiful. And, yeah, it's always just one more. Give me one more mulligan. The vibe of the event, I think, also helps. Oh, lots of fun. Yeah, everybody's yeah, having a good time. It really does. If you're having fun, you don't mind 
if it's taking a little longer. Uh, you also don't mind standing there. Oh, that's that's Carlos Medina that just hit that boat. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. I don't know if Carlos hit the boat or not. Yeah, a couple in the lake. Uh, probably, I was with him, yeah. He's probably, oh, did you play with him? I did play with Carlos, right. yes. A couple went in the lake. Yeah. I feel like Carlos would be a great guy to play. Oh, yeah. And if he hits a boat, wouldn't mind you. he wouldn't mind it if you pointed it out to him. But anyways, there were other things going on in golf, right? Oh, is that right? So I heard. But I mean, we can talk about the classic all, all show if you want to. <laughs> Tiger said he's not going to play in the U.S. Open. That was one of the first bits of golf news that came out this past week. Said he needed more time for his body to recover. Yeah. Uh, Temperature is going to be warm. He would have gotten that which is nice. Um, he learned He learned at the PGA Championship that, you know, that he, he's going to need more than 12 hours in between rounds, and you can't guarantee that you're going to have more than 12 hours every time. Perfect world for Tiger going forward. Uh, now, of course, this is also a body that's healing, so this is as of last month, but the perfect world would have been, first of all, the tur- tournament has to be warm for his back, yep. which he likes. Uh, you need to go early, late on Thursday, Friday. That's random, by the way. That's an early morning tea time on Thursday and a late tea time on Friday. And half the field gets that, and the other half gets the other way around. Uh, they're trying to make it fair as fair and equitable. So he needs early, late. That gives him a lot of time to recover. Then, after your late tea time on Friday, you better be winning or or close to the top so you have a late tea time on Saturday, and then the same thing, you got to have, be winning again so you have a late tea time on Sunday. Otherwise, he didn't have enough time to to get all the swelling out of that leg and get his back cooled down and then warm back up. There just wasn't enough. There weren't enough hours, and he learned that, and I guess he hasn't, you know, hasn't felt like he's improved enough between then and now. But he did say we'll play at St. Andrews. It should be less recovery time at St. Andrews because it is a much easier walk. Yeah, probably one of the easiest walks in all of golf. Um, it'll be great to see him there. I mean, my perspective on Tiger Woods at this point is, number one, it was a courageous comeback. Um, what he was able to do on the golf course was was pretty dramatic um, in a positive way. Anytime we get to see him tee it up, it's a positive. Yeah. So, you know, I don't expect him to play in 10 events. If he misses one or two majors a year but plays in two, then, then I think that's a bonus if you're a golf fan. So there you go. That was uh, That was the one thing. That we learned. Uh, the other thing, this was a big. Uh, this was a big week. Ali and I have been talking about uh, about this Live Golf series. They played their first event this week. It was a Thursday through Saturday, fifty-four hole event in London. It was on YouTube. Uh, there are reactions as far as you can see. Everybody's got opinions on this. Uh, Charles Schwartzel won the event. That was his first top 10 in a long time. Yep. He got a uh, got a victory, played better than everybody else. Ali, what did you think of what you saw, and how much of it did you see? I did not watch a lot of it. Um, I did watch some of it. Um, I think that, you know, they fell short on their, you know, we're going to revolutionize the game of golf um, kind of mandate. Um it it really wasn't that captivating um, from a production standpoint. I did not like the the leaderboard dominating a third of the screen on the left hand side. Um, and you know, I, I should probably know every golfer that's in it, but I don't. There's quite a few I've never heard of in my lifetime. And the way they had the names listed, it was almost impossible to figure out. You know, with 
you know, three initials and a first letter who Henny Duplessis was. I had no idea. So that was a little tough to track. Um, I, I was definitely underwhelmed. Um, certainly there were not a lot of people there as far as fans. Um, they said they capped attendance at 8,000. I don't know if that's a, a PR spin or not, but certainly it didn't look like there was any more than a few thousand people out there. That that, that wound up biting them. I don't this. I've been fortunate enough to spend a little time with Jim Nance, and he is just as nice and syrupy as as you would imagine in person. Nance is on the Canadian Open broadcast yesterday, and we're going to talk all about the Canadian Open because it's going to get the the time it it definitely receives with the leaderboard it has. Um. But they they play. I think the sixteenth hole is the par three up there that they have. They have hockey boards around because it's the Canadian Open, right? So and they call it the rink. So the Rory's group gets into the rink and it's raucous, and they're showing all the shots. They've got a drone and they're showing all the crowd shots. And Jim says to you know Jim Nance, Mister Vanilla, America's favorite sportscaster, doesn't have a bad word to say about anybody. Kind of leans over to Faldo and says, "We have." At least 8,000 people on this one hole. Good for him. <laughs> what a random number. And I thought, why would he have picked 8,000 people? It's because they capped the crowd over there at 8,000 people. Nance, and may not, maybe it wasn't a shot. Maybe that was just his estimation of the size of the crowd, in which case I will go with his number. But I feel like it was a shot, and you don't hear him take shots too often. No, you don't hear him take shots. Uh, and speaking of shots, the other takeaway I had from the tournament was you had... You know, supposedly 48 of the best golfers in the world, and only eight of them could break par for the week. So not very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that leaderboard was a big point of contention from what I understand. It was uh, stolen off of the Formula One. It's, it's the Formula One leaderboard. Now, Formula One has 20 cars. Adam, right? 20 cars? That's it. It's the same 20 cars, same 20 guys every week. They're always the same number. The, the, so you can get away with a first initial uh, first initial, and three letters of the last name. And by the way, they don't necessarily have to be the first three letters of your last name. It's just some sort of amalgamation of three letters that may happen to be in your last name. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is L-M, or, you know, H-M-L-T-N or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's only three letters, but it's not the ones in order. It's not l Ham. Yeah, I don't care what order you put Hamilton in. I'm going to be able to figure that out as a motorsports fan. Yes. You can spell out Turk Pettit, and I have no idea who that is. Right. We we have Joe Hamilton. He goes by Joe Ham. You could have put L Ham. You could put L-H-M-T, whatever you want. Yeah, but I, I need Turk Pettit's whole name. Turk Pettit. Because I have no idea who that guy is. Me neither. <laughs> no clue. Turk Pettit is a name that I think I've read but couldn't tell you anything about it. Found out that he is, he's American. I did not know that. And, and by the way, let me just let me put a little asterisk right there, because that could be wrong. <laughs> you know, don't quote me on that. So the leaderboard, I, I, these guys needed their full names, and there was room for their full names. Yes. And they heard that, so I think you will see that changed. Uh, the broadcast team, uh, we went over this a little bit last week. Uh, there were, Jerry Foltz was there in a three-man booth with uh, Dom Boulay, who... You've never heard of, I've never heard of, uh, I've, I've heard of him, but it's super, you know, nice enough guy. The play-by-play guy was Arlo White. Yes. And did we talk about this last week? No. All right. Arlo White is a, uh, he's a Premier League soccer announcer. He also did the Chicago Fire over here. And if you watched any Ted Lasso, he's the guy that was the announcer for the team. 
you know. So and Richmond, Richmond fails to advance. Ted Lasso is beside himself. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. You know, I was always liked the very enthusiastic soccer announcer. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, Arlo doesn't watch a ton of golf. There were some. There were some terminology errors, and Arlo clearly on orders from above. Like I would have done this if they told me to do it. Keyed on the team leaderboard. He just kept talking about the teams. Well, I'm so glad you brought up the teams because that's my <laughs> other takeaway. Is I have no idea how these teams work, and and I don't know. You know what elementary school they partnered with to come up with these logos? Yes, um, but they're terrible, and uh, I don't know if I should root for the torque, or the cliques, yeah, or or the smash, the high flyers, the high flyers, the high flyers are six back. The Ironheads had a very difficult week. They finished plus sixteen for the week, and, and once again, if you go down, who is V Mad? Okay, you're a professional golf personality who is vmat i'm not sure if you were even still talking about a team name uh, no i'm talking about a member of a team v mad no idea what about h tan do you know who that is hideto tanahara oh there you go okay and i knew that one i didn't even right. have to look at that this one. could be like a jeopardy game yes <laughs> but but here's the point there's 48 guys i've been doing this for most of my life at this point this is a big money tour that just started up you got 48 players at the very least, I'm supposed to know all 48 of them, right? You you driving around on your way to church, you don't have to recognize any of these guys. That's what you have me for. I'm yes. supposed to know this. I expect you to tell me the background of Turk Pettit. I'm not sure that I could get to 40 in this field. Yeah, I, I looked through. I, I couldn't get to 40. There's no way. Yeah. Um, there's no way. And when you're, you've just started doing this, so you get a pass. I don't get a pass. Yeah. But even before I started to do this, I mean, I'm a pretty avid golf fan. Yep. And I, I don't, I don't know these guys. But, but here's some positive takeaways. Um, you know, there are some names that have kind of resurrected their playing career. Peter Uline was a kid miss amateur um, mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma State. Obviously, the son of the former chairman of the Titleist organization. You know, he finished fourth on the leaderboard, so it was nice to see Peter Uline's name over there. Um, it's just. We'll get to, and I think you made a really great point, the RBC deserves um, our attention with the quality of that leaderboard. Um, they simply have not gotten that yet with this LIV Live series of events. Let's not call it a tour yet. Yeah, so that happened. Also, as that happened, as soon as they started on Thursday morning, started at 9 o'clock Eastern time. Actually, they wound up going, I think, at 9.15 or 9.20 because they, they had a delay to their shotgun start. And we're only a little bit making fun of them. I mean, we've talked about it. Greg Norman's a friend of mine. That could have been me sitting there in uh, in what's his name seat. I, hell, they could have had me do the English soccer announcer. You know, I, yeah. And I would have been pushing team names. You, you're five, a lot of people here are cashing checks and following orders, and I have been doing that my whole life. So I'd have been doing the same thing. Uh, there's just a whole. We're trying to point out what doesn't make sense. Uh, so as soon as they started, you get a 9 a.m. shot, a uh, 9 a.m. shotgun Eastern, and they couldn't start at 9 a.m. For some reason, they started at 9.20. Don't know if it was fog or if it was raining or they just decided to go at 9.20, and they came on the air at 9. I don't know what, I don't know what it was. Um, but as soon as they hit their shots, the PGA Tour immediately said, okay, everybody that's played over there is now suspended. That's it. If, you, if you're a PGA Tour player, and here's why. There's a, a lot of consternation about that. Uh, PGA Tour players every year sign an agreement 
that signs essentially away their media rights, and they are very well compensated for it. But it's every year. It's not when you just turned pro 15 years ago. Every year. So if you signed that this year and you played over there, you didn't get a release. You probably should have, but you didn't get a release. They'd have given you a release to play in the the Scandinavian mixed. Then they would have been as liable to a lawsuit they're going to get hammered by. But if you didn't get a release, which no one did, and you hit a ball in London Thursday morning, you have it at that point. As of 9.20 on Thursday morning, that's when you violated that agreement, and that's when the tour suspended them. And we've been waiting for this, Ollie. We've yes. been talking about it. Yeah. And we said, well, they got to play first, and they did, and, and they, they got, got hammered. Um, and there, there was an interesting take that. I'll go back up a second. You talked about the, the start being delayed. Did you actually see what happened with their premier group of Dustin Johnson and I did not. Phil Mickelson? I was, we're going to get to what I was doing, but I was busy Thursday. So they played to the first green, and they didn't seem to have any marshals to control the, the massive throngs of 8,000 people that they kept their attendance at, <laughs> who actually went on the fairway as if it was oh. the last hole of the Open Championship. They just followed them up. They just followed them up. So they're trying to gather people because the group behind. They're going to have to hit. The 1B group, they're waiting to, they're waiting to tee off at this member <laughs> guest over there in England. So hey! they, they got to clear the fairway so they can actually have the other group play up. Move! Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people um, that went over there, Kevin Na won. Um, uh, there were some others that actually resigned their tour membership. Yeah. And, and that... We, the lawsuits now is going to be the boring part, and I don't know how yeah, much time we're going to spend. I don't want to talk about that. Right well, we don't even know what we're talking about, and they haven't happened yet, but they're coming. And they're coming from all directions. Yeah, the decision we're going to have to make here on a Sunday morning is how much are we going to talk about them, yeah. and I don't know how much we're going to wind up talking about them. PGA Tour playing the Canadian Open, and check out this leaderboard. Uh, the only reason that tournament got more time than this tournament is because it was the first one. We had to explain it all. They're all suspended. That's that's where they're at. Now, there are some players that weren't PGA Tour members over there. They're not suspended, but they're they not. Can't play. Yeah, don't call us right yeah, now. Yeah, we're not. You don't know sponsor exemptions. <laughs> Nobody's no, playing no anything. Well, before we get to the RBC, and I want to get to the RBC, there was some other news. There are some more, what should we call them, defectors, people choosing to pursue their opportunities other places in the last week. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed, both their agent or themselves, have announced they will be playing with the LIV Tour moving forward. Yeah, the next one is, uh, is coming up in... Uh, in a month in Oregon. Pumpkin Ridge against the John Deere Classic. Yeah. And look, just among us, just our friends right now. This just We're just friends, right, Derek? Nobody's listening. That's all that's listening, just our friends. Uh, you haven't lost anything right now. <laughs> you really haven't. You have not lost a super popular player yet. Well, Bryson would be on that list. Um, Bryson's had his issues. Bryson's got just as many non-fans as he has fans. And you don't say that about too many players of this game. Yeah, but since it's just us and we're just talking. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Reed's got a lot of non-fans. I'm not sure that balances in the equation. Reed has got very few fans. Yes. Bryson's about 50-50. 50-50 for a golfer's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. That would be the worst, except for Reed. <laughs> Yeah, probably. And I've just never heard of that. So they're getting people. They're getting guys with major championships. They're getting guys that have exempt status into major championships. Yeah. Unlike a lot of their 48 players. 
but they're not getting anybody. Look at look at this Canadian Open leaderboard. Tony Finau, Rory McIlroy are 11 under. Justin Thomas is the next name on the leaderboard. Those are super popular guys. Every one of those guys has guys that doesn't like them, but it's 99% to 1%. No, I completely agree with that. I mean, that's, that's where they're at. Sam Burns has won twice this year, maybe even three times this year. He's tied for third. Wyndham Clark, you may not have ever heard of Alex Smalley. That's fine. Chris Kirk is down there. Matt Fitzpatrick, Keith Mitchell, Bo Van Pelt, Harold Varner III. These are popular players. Shane Lowry? Shane Lowry. So if you're in Pontre Vider right now and, and you're going into the PGA Tour headquarters as an executive, how happy are you with this leaderboard and the way it turned out? Thrilled. Oh, it could not be. It could, the timing could not be better. This is exactly what you want. Oh. This afternoon on CBS, Finau, McElroy, and Justin Thomas dueling it out in the final group. Yeah. What else do you want? Yeah. And yeah. Justin Thomas kind of pointed that out in the post uh, round interview of uh, look at the leaderboard. Look yeah. at what we're doing here. Team names might grow on me. I don't know. I'm not, a, I don't, t- t- golf is not a team sport, never has been. You want to tell me that we can make it one? That's fine. Oh, the Ryder Cup. Stop with the Ryder Cup. That's the only thing like that. You're not going to make anything else like the Ryder Cup. President's Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Love the President's Cup. Not the Ryder Cup. Everybody knows it's not the Ryder Cup. No. Uh, So can't tell you this isn't going to work, but I tell you it's not working right now. No. This this leaderboard in Canada, that's what's working right now. No doubt about that. All right. When we come back, big time local golf, a major in the world of amateur golf. The Dogwood Invitational just ended at Druid Hills. Andrew Saft is going to tell us all about that when we come back. Uh, we, we've got questions for Andrew that he may not have answers for. That's probably true. We're going to put him on the hook to uh, put him on the spot. He's going to, have to tell us about James Bacha. <laughs> oh, sorry, not James Carson Bacha. He's going to have to answer for him because that's the winner. Yeah, it is the winner. He won by five. And there's a quote that I have a specific question. about. Yes. Andrew's going to have to answer this. <laughs> he's the media chairman. <laughs> he's the invitation chairman also. He'll join us next. We're talking local golf on the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the tee for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, this time... Is it, is it Tiger or Bryson? Usually Tiger or Bryson. It's always Usually Tiger or Bryson. Bryson or Tiger. You know who's driving this week? I have no idea. You know who the champion of the BMW Charity Pro-Am Celebrity Driving Challenge is for 2022? Sterling Sharp. Nope. Um, Andrew Wisniewski. Uh, that's that's the kid that we play soccer with. Oh, it is. Uh, the, whichever Wisniewski plays hockey. Still no. Kenny G. Kenny, Kenny G. G. Good guess. Good call there. No. With a time of 23 seconds flat, I am the BMW Charity Pro-Am Celebrity Invitational Driving Champion for 2022. Good for you. Congratulations. And boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite. Mm. a boy, BK. 23 flat. I put down the time. It was a walk-off win. I was almost the last run. There was, it was, I walked off because ain't nobody touching that. One by a half a second. Then I get, we're going to talk about this later on, but I get paired with R.J. Mankey, who had run the previous day. Right. He's one of the one of the players, and he's making his professional debut. Uh, my time was 23 flat. The day before, he ran a 22-1. <laughs> huh. 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Sorry, RJ. Not in the field. Should have been there Wednesday. Not in the field. <laughs> That's who's driving. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you what very BMW much. What BMW did you drive? They have a 240. An SX? Yes. Yeah, it's the BMW <laughs> Nissan. Wow. No, they, have a, they had a partnership. It's an M, some M series. It's, it says 240 on the back. I don't know my BMWs. I should know them. Hmm. Uh, it was a two-door, and uh, it could be put into rear-wheel drive mode, which I liked, and it was uh, it was a cool car, and that's what I drove. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, that's actually the reason why I was not here to watch the Dogwood Invitational unfold, and joining us right now, the uh, Invitational Chairman and also the Director of Media Relations for the Dogwood Invitational, Andrew Saft. Andrew, welcome to the program. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I hate to miss the event, but uh, the event sure didn't miss me. Let's tell us. Uh, we, we don't even know how to say our champion's last name. Is it Bacha or Baca? Baca. Baca. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I won Arby's. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Andrew. Uh, Five-shot <laughs> win for Auburn's Carson Baca. What, what do we need to know about this? Uh, great player. I mean, he played great all week. Uh, you know, I followed him every hole on Sunday. He might've missed one fairway, hit every green, just awesome golf. And then, you know, the hole out on seven, which I'm sure we'll touch on, uh, was just kind of separated him and, and, and nobody could catch up. Yeah. And not just a normal hole out, a hole out for double Eagle, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Uh, unbelievable. I was, I couldn't see it go in, but I did see the shot. And I mean, it was, you guys have probably played out there and it was a tough little left pin on seven. And, uh, he had a nice little cut in there and couple, couple hops and in the hole. This was my favorite quote, uh, post championship when he was asked about his double Eagle. And this is how good amateur golfers are today. His quote was, um, I've had a few of those double Eagles this past collegiate season. A, a few. A few. Andrew, is that possible? A couple hole-in-ones, four or five double eagles. I, I just saw that on Instagram as well. He uh, he says he's had four in his career, and that's his second this year. So, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know of anybody, and unless we're talking, once you get past the number of one, that has more double eagles than aces. Yeah, that would be the first I've ever heard of. Yeah, I mean, if you got one and you don't have an ace, that's fine. And I, I don't have a double eagle, so I'm jealous. If you have one and you don't have an ace, that's great. But if you've got, you know, if you've got an ace, you don't have two double eagles. And this guy's got more. I, that, that's yeah. apparently he's got four and two. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, well, we stuff. do we do know the seventh hole, Andrew, and uh, you know all the years that I played, uh, I didn't make it. That never happened. You know, never hit a little little cut fade six iron in there and have a dribble in the hole for double eagle. No, no me neither. Me neither, guys. Andrew, let's uh, let's back. I see Garrett Rank. By the way, Garrett Rank's top. Uh, he ties for tenth. Garrett Rank, former NHL referee. It probably pained him to not be up in Canada this week, but. Uh, I mean that's a that's a good uh, a good world class amateur player. Let's back up, Andrew. Tell everybody the story of the Dogwood Invitational, uh, where it ranks on the grand scale of these of these amateur invitationals all summer. I mean it's a premier event. It's awesome. Tell everybody what you guys are doing over there at Druid Hills. It is. It's a it's a great event, and um, you know every year we're 
we're trying to make it better and better each year. Um, it's been around, I think this is our 55th playing. It's been around since the early 40s. Um, it's it's just part of our club uh, at, at this point. And it, it does a number of things. It, it promotes amateur golf at the highest level. Uh, it also funds our, our Wayne's Reynolds scholarship uh, that we give out uh, an employee and another individual um, each year. So it does, it does great things for golf and, and other um, young students uh, looking to go to college. And, and the golf was uh, fantastic this year. Uh, we had a, we had just a great field. If you skim through the leaderboard, you've, we've got, you know, great players from all around the world. Really. We, we, with the travel restrictions over the last couple of years, our Australian and New Zealand kids weren't able to make it. Uh, although we did have an Australian winner last year, they just didn't travel as much, but we had like over 10 this year, which was great to see them back. And, you know, those, those kids are always a lot of fun. They, they really enjoy their time, you know, whether they're here for a month or two in the States, they, they have a great time. So, um, it was a great event. Uh, the, our staff did a fantastic job. Um, the member support was was unbelievable. Um, just a great week, and, and the weather was the weather was uh, was perfect. It was a little scary in the beginning of the week, but it, you know it worked out perfectly. Walking tournament on a great walking golf course. Uh, lots of history, and uh, you gotta love it. Uh, Tommy Barnes winning the first one. Danny Yates winning, and this is uh, this is just steeped in history. Love uh, love Druid Hills, love the Dogwood Invitational, and uh, just just love where things are going. Uh, before we let you go, you got to talk about the sponsors because there's, you guys aren't alone in making this happen. So uh, Andrew, who uh, who else who else is involved in making this go? Well, if I start naming names, I know I'm going to miss somebody. So uh, our sponsors know who they are. Um, they they are the reason we can do this and without them and our members uh you know this event's not possible so hats off to all those people you know who you are uh couldn't do it without you uh and thank you so much uh we we're going to keep making it better and 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 make you proud well we certainly wish you continued success this is an important um event in the world of amateur golf and the fact that it happens in atlanta um, and to Brian's point, the history that's involved, we wish you the best moving forward and only uh, brighter things in the future. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you having me. You got it. Andrew Saft from the Dogwood Invitational. You want to learn all about it, thedogwood.com. What a great golf course. Just super. They don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. They don't. Um, and, you know, it's it's nice to have... We have so much history of amateur golf here in Atlanta, obviously, with the Bobby Jones legacy. It's mm. great to see you know this tournament continue to thrive and move forward. So good stuff here locally in Atlanta. Yeah, Bobby Jones, a former club champion at Druid Hills. I think he won the club championship there when he was 14. There's Bobby Jones stories all over the place. Uh, I was uh, it's unfortunate I couldn't play. I've gotten a chance to play in it in the past. I Actually, they didn't invite me this time, but I don't, and we didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, well, you uh, had other things going on. I mean, besides the driving championship that you won at a golf tournament, yes, um, you also played in the golf tournament. How'd that go? Here's how that here's how that came about. Just so you know, so last year, or maybe it was two years ago. I think it was last year. BMW Charity Pro Am uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour. What happened was the Canadian Open, because of all the travel restrictions, 
the they couldn't have the event in Canada or chose not to have the event in Canada. They had the other event about 200 miles away from Greenville, South Carolina. They had it down at Congaree. Yes. So, so the event that took the Canadian Open date, the PGA Tour scrambled and put something together, and they just put it down at, at Congaree. Well, uh, John McGinnis is a three-time winner. He's my partner on, on PGA Tour Radio. He's a three-time winner on the Corn Ferry Tour. It was, it was the Nike Tour when he won. Uh, so, you know, that that's tough marketing-wise. You understand the marketing of it. You, you're marketing an event on the support tour, you know, on the, on the, the starter tour, okay, and then the, then the big bad PGA Tour is going to come along and play a game 200 miles, you know, play a tournament the same week 200 miles from you. Those sponsors that Andrew said he had a ton of there at Druid Hills, and they are great sponsors, now all of a sudden they're torn. Do I want to entertain my clients in Greenville with the Corn Ferry Tour players? Do I want to entertain them down there at Congaree with the PGA Tour players? That's a tough decision for the sponsors to make. Sure. It was it was not how anybody planned it at Ponte Vedra Beach. It's just the way things shook out with the travel restrictions and whatnot. It's just the way it was. So the BMW Charity Pro-Am was going to kind of get the, the bad hand there. So John had talked to Mike McGovern, who was the tournament director, and, and said, you know, we're going to do everything we can to help. And Mike said, well, can you guys come do your show from the tournament? And John said, well, I have to work that week. He was actually working at Congaree. And he said, but my partner will go and he's as since he felt bad volunteering me he's like uh he'll go and all you got to do is put him in the tournament and mike mcgovern the tournament director was like done so you know it's a it's a celebrity you know it's a it's a pro-am it's like pebble beach right so you play with a pro until so you don't have to be a celebrity you can be anybody and play and it's awesome to get to walk inside the ropes and 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 get to see it up close i mean it's it's unbelievable the experience so they put me in and when you get that opportunity, you know, I've, I've loved playing in the Dogwood Invitational. This was just something I, you know, first of all, my partner said I was going. Second of all, I had to do it. And, sure. uh, and it was awesome. So, so how'd you do? Uh, well, I've missed the cut. <laughs> I mean, I can't. Uh, I was in, uh, I was, they, they called me a celebrity. Uh, I was in the low handicap celebrity division. Uh, James Wisniewski won the low handicap celebrity division. Three rounds, three rounds, mm-hmm. thirty-two under par. That's pretty solid. His pro must have played really well. No, his pro missed the cut. <laughs> oh, really? His pro was eleven over par Whoa. through two days. Well, what's Mister Wisniewski's handicap? Wisniewski threw two rounds with his pro at eleven over par. Two rounds, twenty-two under par. Man, that is. That you is, serious, Clark? That's that's in your handicap pretty hard there. So uh, I was nine there, under. There may be an adjustment in Mister Wisniewski's future. I was nine for two days. Well, that's good. That's I feel great about that. There you go. My pro was four. I helped the team five shots over two days. I feel very good about my contribution. You contributed. I contributed. Mm-hmm. If I'd have had the tournament leader through two days. We still wouldn't have made it. Well, you should have played better. <laughs> I should have played better. That's, that's all there is to I it. I mean, how'd, how'd, how'd my buddy Sterling Sharp do? Sterling Sharp got the second low handicap celebrity spot. He and his partner, Michael Kim, uh, were 24 under par through three rounds. They only lost by eight. Mm. <laughs> mm. Ozzie Smith won the thing last year. Ozzie Smith was 19 under through two rounds. That's pretty good. Ozzie Smith's a low handicap? Ozzy Smith is a low handicap. Where do they break that off as I low handicap? I don't have that. Hmm. I don't know that. 
but you know who else was a uh, was a low handicap celebrity? I have no idea. She played right behind me for two days. Danica Patrick, World Golf Hall of Famer, Amy Alcott. I would think she would be a low handicap. I feel like she. <laughs> I did not know that she had her amateur status reinstated. I don't know. I don't know that you, you don't have to be an amateur to be a celebrity. I think that's part of it. You, know, uh, okay, you think sense. about Smoltz is not an amateur. Yeah. But he is a celebrity and, and, and makes money out there. I think Reno is, that, that event is coming up. Yeah, I think it's next week. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he goes out there. And we should call him. He, uh, hopefully he goes out there and, and wins that thing. But Amy Alcott was playing. Um, Did she hit into your group? <laughs> Several times. She's such a jerk. <laughs> no etiquette on the golf course. It's terrible. She is everything you would imagine. We're going to wind up having Amy Alcott on because one of the things is that you, you they, they take Canelo Alvarez was there. Ken Griffey Jr. is there. So they have parties where sponsors pay extra to meet folks like that. Right. Uh, and, you know, I've, I'm checking a box and doing my obligation. I'm showing up. Nobody Nobody really wants to have met me. But I got a chance to chat with Amy Alcott and watched her do her thing at these parties. She has got stories, and she is a oh, great teller of them. Oh, we got to get her on the show? Yes. She has a smile on her face, and she will sit there and tell you the time that she played golf with Burt Reynolds and Dinah Shore. That's got to be a good story. That's got to be a good it's story. Be a good story. Yes. That's got to be a good story. Yes. Huh. Well, I give them credit. Um, you know, Corn Ferry Tour events, um, you know, attendance is not something that you see a lot being very successful at Corn Ferry events. Certainly the corporate sponsors and the hospitality are successful, but not really a huge attendance draw. They get a lot of fans up there. I yeah. mean, much more than 8,000. Mike McGovern is that tournament director that we met. We mentioned way more than 8,000. Way more than 8,000. And that's actually true. I mean, we it had it's two golf courses. We had more than 8,000 at each different golf course. Yeah, they and, probably didn't cap it. <laughs> um, Larry Fitzgerald played. Larry Fitzgerald is He's in the high golfer. handicap group. He's in the, I thought he was a low handicap. I thought golfer. he was too. Larry the cable guy also played. He's in the high handicap group. Now, I've played with Sterling. He's a good golfer. I don't know what his handicap is now. He he may have buffered that up a little bit, but I know in 2017, I think I played with him, and he was trying to qualify, you know, go through local qualifying for the U.S. Open. He was a plus two. Mm, that's good. That's playing. Uh, Brian Baumgartner played, and uh, all right. And the last funny story before we go break. Uh, this is Kevin from the office. All right. So one thing about going up there last year was my wife is a foodie and they they it's a good food week greenville's a good food town it is and so now they're treating my wife like a queen so it didn't matter what it cost if they didn't invite me back this year i was gonna have to pay to go because she wanted to go uh well unfortunately this year of discussion my daughter heard it she's a she's a burgeoning foodie so now she comes up so she loves the office. She didn't believe that Brian Baumgartner, the character that played, you know, the guy that played Kevin, that he doesn't talk like Kevin talked. Kevin talked like this. Right. Um, I'm like, he doesn't talk like that. So she, she didn't believe me. They get in the elevator. And Lucy is the button pusher on the elevator. And the, it's my wife, my daughter, and Brian Baumgartner. And they, my wife knows who it is and says, what floor are you on? And he says, five. He didn't say five. five. <laughs> he said five. 
and it took you had to you had to put your room key up there to get the thing pushed. So there there was some discussion, and he had a normal person discussion in a normal person voice with two other normal people in an elevator, and they got through it. And he got off the elevator, and Lucy had no idea who it was that the that was the one person she wanted to meet. And she met him and didn't realize it. She pushed the buttons for him. Okay, I'd like 10 bucks on those odds. Wow. <laughs> if someone gives you 10,000 to 1 right on anything, you take it. <laughs> if John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I am going to be a very rich dude. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that in real life. Doesn't. No. Hmm. <laughs> Now, did she do any ride-alongs with the BMW program? She did not. They didn't come to that. Mm. They didn't come up till Thursday. Okay. So, a fun week had by all. Our uh, Georgia Tech's Anders Albertson, by the way, uh, is in the mix again. He is tied for fourth with one round to play. Robbie Shelton shot 61 yesterday. It's pretty good. He leads by five. Um, I played with R.J. Mankey, who made his professional debut and even though he bogeyed the last hole on Friday, put him on the cut number, he made the cut. And I'm like, welcome to professional golf. This is what it's going to be. Reachable par five. I reach it with a four iron. He made a six. Just because all kinds of goofy things happen because that's this game. Well, that's pretty good. You, I mean, you, you got there in two, so you, he got a six. You cut him by two shots. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You didn't. You didn't make birdie. Ollie already knows how this went. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't make birdie. That's why you shouldn't tell him the stuff before the show. You didn't three putt, did you? I of course I three putted. <laughs> you already know I three putted. At least you got to the green in two. I got two shots. I three putted one of those stroke holes. <laughs> I had fifty eight degree wedge to the other one. Did that end up? How, how did that end up? Junked it in the water. Thank Ooh. you. This guy sucks. Ooh. I handed those two strokes. I get two strokes. I handed those away. And at least I got an eagle putt on the 18th. I'm going to help my partner out. Nope. I mean, I did. I helped him. But that doesn't help him make the cut. No. He didn't make one cent off of that. But he went out and shot 66 yesterday. So he's going to make a big check in Very his cool. professional debut. Must have been cool to watch him, you know, kind of experience his first professional golf oh, tournament. It was great. It was great. Jonathan Brightwell was the other player in our group, a uh, young kid out of Oklahoma. And, um, uh, apparently when I did that corn Ferry tour event earlier this year in Dallas, yep. there was a lady walking a dog. That was his mom. That was his, his girlfriend. Oh, his girlfriend. That was his dog. And I, they show me funny things when I'm doing play by play and I'll, cause they bait me into doing funny things and I do the Scooby-Doo dog voice. And I apparently did. I made his dog talk. Really? And they have the clip. And did, they, did he know that? He, oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. So so when you chunk the wedge into the water, did you go, ruh-ruh? <laughs> I didn't chunk the wedge. Oh, I mean, you just I, said you chunked yeah, the I wedge. Did. I was, yeah, I did not chunk the wedge. Uh, yes. He didn't. I didn't realize it was his dog. I would have done that. Yes. He's like, hey, you say, remember Dallas? Yeah, I remember Dallas. He goes, that was my dog. <laughs> I had no idea that was your dog. I will take a break. So it was a fun week. That's why I missed the Dogwood Invitational. And, uh. Love those guys. They do a great job. They're, they're doing fine without me at Druid Hills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had Billy Mitchell there representing the old guys, and Billy's way better than I am anyway. So so there's that. All right, we'll come back with the rest of the golf news from the week. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Welcome back to the Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick and Ali Dean. This is Atlanta's Golf Station, the Fan. 
So glad to have you with us. Rewind things down. Braves and uh, Pirates. It's a 110, 1.30. It's, it's a 1 o'clock, 1-ish. It's an afternoon game. The battery is filling up. It is. Truest Park. You know, you worked, uh, you, you were part of the naming group there. 135 first pitch. Yes, when it was SunTrust Park, I was part of it. That is, uh, that's excellent. Good stuff. Ronald Good Acuna stuff. scores from first base. I never saw it. And neither did anybody else. <laughs> and I, I love those guys. I just, I, I'm sure on the television coverage they showed plenty of replays, but the MLB tweeted out a, cli- a clip of that. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the clip, because it's a bloop single, the guy on first is not going to score. You're not going to show us the guy that's on first. The only part of the, you know, it's a 25-second clip. You see Ronald Acuna for an eighth of a second as he blazes past home plate. That's the only part of the clip you see. I'm sure they showed the replays, but I'm like, MLB, tweet the replays. I want to see this guy. I want to see him blow through the Ron Washington stop sign. Yeah, I'd like to have seen that too. <laughs> Everybody else in the city probably saw it, but I wasn't in town. Now we got a big week coming up. We mentioned it earlier, major championship, U.S. Open, famous Brookline. Home of Francis, we met. You're headed that way. Heading that way on Tuesday. Going to host the radio coverage. It's going to be great. You played that golf course recently, too. Did. Um, it's a uh, it's a composite golf course. They have three nines. And they, they have basically a championship 18. The Clyde nine and the Squirrel nine is basically the, the those are the nines they always play. There's, a, there's another nine off to the side that they don't play. They call it the Primrose nine. Uh, but they played a composite course back at the 99 Ryder Cup, so they're going to play a composite course here. They they were actually taking, I think, parts of four holes off the Primrose 9. One of the par threes, the little 11th hole, is going to be the one they're going to talk about the most. That's on the Primrose 9. But you play the championship layout. We played it the way they're going to play it. The caddy wasn't happy about it. He said the normal the normal layout, it's a, you know, it's a... 6,800-yard golf course, and it's a 6,000-yard walk. I'm like, I don't know how that is, but okay. Yeah, that's interesting he goes, math. He goes, this is a 7,400-yard golf course, and it's a 9,000-yard walk. Well, that's caddy math. Yeah. I mean, so what should we expect? Tough layout? It's tough. It's U.S. Open. The rough's going to be up. Um, greens will be – the greens are small. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those – it'll be a bloodletting. You know, there's going to be – As it should be. Five people under par when uh, – I enjoy the annual it. bloodletting. Yeah, I love it. Should be a very so classic. What, you said US five people under par. That's what I said. So it's going to be like a live event. <laughs> uh, Curtis Cup going on another classic golf course at Marion. The Americans have an eight and a half to three and a half point lead over the GBNI team. Have we ever lost the Curtis Cup? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. You heard it here first. We are undefeated <laughs> in Curtis and Walker Cup competitions. PGA Tour champions playing up there in Madison, Wisconsin, the American Family Insurance Championship. Home Tom. of the University of Wisconsin. There you go. Proud Big Ten program. Yes. Yes, they do play football. Do they play football too. up they do, there? They do. They even have a stadium and everything. It's called Camp Randall. Adam Crooks is sitting in here. He's a big Purdue fan. They've recently implemented the forward pass, too. Oh, that is that right? Oh, God, oh, that's so funny. God bless that's you, Derek so Thomas. <laughs> so funny that is awesome because i don't think they had that last year i was watching some of the highlights you wouldn't notice no you well, well they don't have it at northwestern to be fair <laughs> but it has made its way to certain programs in the big Ten. tong chai jai d and miguel angel jimenez the leaders he told me jimenez he told me 
He's now apparently changed it to Jimenez. But he told me well, you into believe? a microphone. I don't know which one of him. <laughs> the younger version of him or the older version of him? Maybe as you get older, your name evolves in Spain. LPGA playing up in uh, New Jersey. The ShopRite LPGA Classic. Frida Schinholt leads by one over Lauren Coughlin. Lydia Ko is three shots back. Good to see her resurrect her career. Yes. She kind of fell off the planet for a while. Yeah, and she's, she's all of, like, 23 now. <laughs> yeah, a tale of multiple careers and you're only 24 years old. Uh, all right, well, this was a lot more fun than it could have been. I give me all the credit. As you always do. <laughs> Adam Crooks, you didn't ruin it. Good job, Derek. We'll talk to you next week. Go Braves. Thanks. Every three minutes, a person in the U.S. is diagnosed with a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. Blood cancers that often require patients to endure difficult treatments that leave them feeling weak, cold, and isolated. Subaru of Gwinnett is here to help. Since 2016, Subaru has partnered with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, a cause the fan has been proud to support for over 24 years. And in the month of June, through our Subaru Loves to Care initiative, we're continuing our partnership with LLS to give even more to patients and their families. Subaru, more than a car company. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com to learn more. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.